What is it you want? Real estate. It's the Red Hot Real Estate Show, where we can all find out how's it going for buyers and sellers in the real estate market. I have died and gone to real estate heaven. Looking to move? Hoping to sell? Call in with your questions to real estate expert Mimi Shoneman with Remax Results. I'm gonna go out and buy a house. Here she is, your host, Mimi Shoneman. Yes, she is here, Mimi Shoneman, our host of the Red Hot Real Estate Show from Remax Results and the Red Hot Real Estate Group. Hello, Miss Shoneman. Good. So good, good to see your face in I 2023. Know, right? It's yeah. only been a couple weeks, but it feels like ages. It does, it actually. Does. It yes. does. But coming in hot, nice, bright, and sunny, our good friend Shelly Ferris from Nations Lending. Hello. Hello. Welcome good to morning. 2023. Oh, yes. Thank you. Yes. <laughs> yes. Glad to change the calendar. Just a little fresh, like a little refresh. <laughs> yes, That's what we yes. have. So, can we please get your NMLS oh, number yes, out there? Yes. Mm-hmm. Mine is 367 826 and Nations Lending 32416. Perfect. All right, Mimi. Yes, ma'am. I know that uh, even though we're in a new year, things didn't like just start and then start again. Like, you know, it, it's. We still have a lot of continuation from 2022, especially with the way that things are going in our housing market here in town. So has there been like a giant like tectonic plate shift in our <laughs> in what's going on here in the Twin Cities or is pretty much the same. Yeah. Boy, that's huge. <laughs> right. Exactly. Right. Could you imagine like it's a whole different world. I've got this imagery of this volcano erupting <laughs> right. exactly. scrolling down the hill. Exactly. And it's all about there's 75 more properties on the market yeah. or is it pretty much the same? Well, <laughs> as it was 2 weeks ago. Exactly. Oh, okay. Um so our our technicians, our data analysts, they don't they have not provided at least not the sources that I refer to, the total end-of-year numbers. Uh, But we do have the weekly activity report from Minneapolis Area Association of Realtors laid on us for the week ending December 24th. So, you know, the last week of the year... What what are we mostly all doing? Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, just if, if you're buying down, buying a house, yes. you know, g- bravo. I mean, I've I have had people close in that week searching for what diet I'm going to start in 23. <laughs> yes, <laughs> yes. Hey, yes, I'm all good. I was, I mean, especially with the last couple of weeks that we you had, you were I good. Just, yeah, I, oh yeah, I was good. Especially with the last couple of weeks we had, it was pretty much just like raking the snow off my roof and then getting oh, ready right. to take more snow out the yard. Right. Listen, right. So right. I just right. about called you. Why? <laughs> So oh, you come over and do yours. Help me out. <laughs> yes. I was, you know I'm ready. I know. <laughs> I stay least, ready. At least borrow that thing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. So um, for the 13-county Twin Cities region, um, our new listings for 2022 for the uh, month of November, the last month of that they're reporting, uh, we had a negative 16.6% of new listings down okay. to three. 3,403, whereas same time in 21, 4,082. Our closed sales were down 39.1% to 3,359. Our median sales price uh, continues to be at 355,000. Our price per square foot for the metro area, 198, which is up about 5%. Our percent of original list price that our sellers were getting is down 2.6% to 97.2%. And last year at the same time, 99.8%. So you can see a little movement. Um, Our inventory of homes for sale went up Mm -hmm. 13.1% to 74.85. Last year, or 21 rather, uh, the same month, 66.17, so a 13% difference. 
And this is the thing that I think that people will resonate the most with here on the show because we talk about the month supply of inventory. Yes. What's normal? We think normal is somewhere hovering around six six months of inventory. And we were in 21 in November, 1.2 months. And in November of 22, we made it up to 1.7 months. Mm-hmm. That's a 41.7% increase year over year. Um, so, you know, when we talk about where we get the question, okay, so we know we're in a shift. We're in a transitional market. Are we seller's market now? Are we buyer's market now? You know, because if you're just basing the answer to that question on the number of months of inventory, for sure, you're in a seller's market. But what we are seeing is we're seeing things take longer to sell. Okay. We are also seeing sellers being more willing to do concessions, mm-hmm. such as the 2-1 buy-down, which we'll let Shelly talk about here in a minute. Um, we're also seeing some closing costs offered up. Uh, we're seeing price reductions on properties. We're seeing dramatic price reductions on properties. Right. Um, so if you look at it from that perspective, it sounds very much like it's a buyer's market. Okay. But it depends. It mm-hmm. depends on where you are. It depends on the motivation of the, the people involved. And, you know, if the seller doesn't really have to sell, they just kind of want to, mm-hmm. are they going to be offering up concessions? So it sounds like we're not completely back in balance, but now it's, you have to be a savvy buyer and it can be a savvy seller. Well, so nobody seems to be put in a position where they, we had for a while, it seemed like we were in such a frenzy that there was a lot of, I have to, I, you know, I, Things that you would normally suggest, Mimi, like getting an inspection, doing all this stuff and going way over the list price people were doing because there was such a frenzy. So does that have we at least gotten that to kind of calm down and had more normalcy in that? We've had more normalcy for at least the last six months. Gotcha. I would Mm -hmm. have to say, Mm -hmm. Um, you know, where sellers are just, you know, maybe more motivated to entertain uh different options and it just really depends like if if i came to you you were selling your house and said miss shannon yeah i need ten thousand dollars off of your price and i want you to pay to have a two-one buy down with my lender because i can't do that mm-hmm. the seller has to do it it depends right on if you have to sell your house how long has it been on the market? What are your plans for moving forward to a mm-hmm. different place? Right. Maybe it's worth it to you so that you can go ahead and close on your next dream home. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Shelly, mm. tell us a little bit about your perspective. Right. So I'm seeing exactly what you're what you're describing, Mimi, exactly the same kind of thing in our industry, too. And of course, you know, interest rates, I think, are the biggest um, factor in why the market has shifted like it has. Right. And, um, you know, the the interest rates that uh, the feds are increasing uh, pretty steadily here in order to get the the outcome that they're looking for to stave off inflation that we're all experiencing seems to be working. Yes. And so that's good. That's really, really, really good. As as skeptical as all of us are. (laughs) Really? (laughs) You gotta do it again. But but it's, 
you know, and that's it's happening. Exactly. Because yeah. it'd be really depressing if we were yeah, doing all this and it wasn't yeah, working. Yeah, it wasn't that would have not yeah. been any fun. Yeah. Little bit by little bit, the indicators are coming in. And CPI is one of the biggest numbers that the feds watch. And, and again, that's coming out this week. Can Consumer we, Price Index. Thank you. Index. Okay. Thank I'm you. Like, Sorry, let's CPI. Un, let's so that's the cost that. of okay. things. What is the overall cost feel like to people that's what what and and the feds are just totally drilled in to that number and Mm -hmm. um they they do look at other numbers like jobless claims and things of that nature and really more the minutiae of the numbers inside those uh those reports that are coming out but that cpi is they are hawkish okay so we we're all anticipating that number to come out a little better than last uh month and that's just going to show that they're doing i would hope so because my son's bratwurst are off the chain yeah they are so, right? so expensive. <laughs> like, oh, yeah. Being a teenager. Right, yeah. right, right. Everybody's heard me complain about that lots of times. That's Don't funny. be surprised if Ms. Shannon just said, my so, teenage boy is, is eating our retirement. Right. Oh, <laughs> my gosh. It is insane. I have two girls and then the boy. Yes. The boys <laughs> eat me out of house and home. I can't believe it. And I'm like, I'm These glad you're thriving. of food right. that I bring down there, and then it's gone. <laughs> And I'm like, I'm glad you're thriving, yeah. but my right. word. Right. But if it didn't taste so good, then they right. wouldn't eat it. Right. See, you got to do it. They, no, they eat it so it. fast, they can't taste it, Mimi. Oh. They, like, they swallow it so quickly. I'm like, you don't even know what that tasted That's like. funny. <laughs> wow. It's just boys. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Fair enough. That's just me at home eating mm-hmm. bratwurst. Oh, stop. Now, you okay. are fortunate to have your butterflies. They kind of, uh, you know. Yeah, 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 not yeah, yet. Yes. Okay. So I want to talk with you, Shelly. Um, a little bit about this, the spread. Mm-hmm. Um, we, we've talked a lot about the Treasury bill and how it follows that. And historically, the spread has been around 1.7. And now we're seeing it at 2.9 something. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Can you speak to that and Absolutely. explain it? Absolutely. Yep. Oh, now? I'm sorry. Yes. I thought we were going to break. I'm sorry. I thought we were going we to break. We got one right. minute, and then right, we're right. going to go to break. Okay. In so you minute, can start it. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. So you don't have to rush. We'll okay. do it. We'll exactly. Come back. Okay. We'll get how far you want to do that. So yeah. we can go ahead and go to break. We also can remind people that you can be part of the show. You can call us at 651-641-1071. We'll be right back with that answer here mm-hmm. on the Red Hot Real Estate Show. Welcome back to the Red Hot Real Estate Show here on My Talk 1071. I'm here with Shelly Ferris from National Lending, also our good friend Mimi Shoneman from the Red Hot Real Estate Group. And we're just giving you some great information about what's going on in the Twin Cities housing market, whether this is the time for you to buy or sell. Also, answering your questions, you can call us at 651-641-1071. Okay, Shelly. All right. All right. So the question is, normally there is about a 1.7 basis spread Mm -hmm. and now it's Mm 2.99 and why is that and what is what effect does that have on rates what does that indicate what does that tell us so uh so the spread without trying to get too heady and too deep with it all is basically the money that the pardon me that the company makes between the actual rate and the and the interest rate that you pay that's kind of like their profit the reason that it's further apart is because they know that mm-hmm. interest rates are going to come down. Everybody knows interest rates are going to come down. And that's the reason why they're getting the extra money now, because they know y'all are going to refinance in the spring. Okay. <laughs> yeah. And so, I mean, you know, without saying, don't tell anybody, but you know, <laughs> that's really, really, really what's going on here. So when that market gets back to what Mimi was describing as normal, that closer to that 1.7 mark, that's when you're not going to see points 
involved in interest rates so much like you see them today. So when you pay points, the mortgage company is trying to get the money that they know they're not going to get in the long term from you up front. And it's not just one company. It's everybody. Everybody has relatively the same interest rates. It's not you. you if you, somebody tells you they can get you four and it doesn't cost you anything and everyone mm-hmm. else is at six, there's something going on, folks. So don't don't uh, <laughs> fall into that trap. But but so that's why you're seeing points and that's why it's going to go away is because all these economic indicators that we've been talking about are indicating that in the next three to five months, we're going to see a real shift to interest rate. Now, there are some variables we don't know about. We don't know about what's going to go on in Ukraine and we don't mm-hmm. know about, you know, if, you know, the debt ceiling is going to be reached and right. there's going to be trouble in Washington or what the food supply is going to be. There's still going to be that. trouble. Yeah. We don't mm-hmm. know that. But that's the indicators are suggesting very strongly that in the next three to five months, we're going to see a big shift to rate. Okay. Gotcha. And so with that said, there's a lot of things that can be going on. If you are waiting to time the market, okay, your, in, your inclination, you hear this and you think, well, if they're going to come down in a few months, why would I bother to do anything now? Because right now it may be the time that you're going to get the best deal on the price. And exactly. this is where we're talking about. You know, the marrying and dating the yes, rate. Yes, right. Yes, okay. Yes. okay. Exactly right. That's exactly it. Yeah. Yes. So you marry the house, but you can date the rate. Right. And so right now, like Mimi was talking about in the in the beginning segment, there's houses available. You can actually get a house. <laughs> it's not like your neighbors and your friends and your children have been telling you that, oh, I've, you know, wrote 27 offers and I haven't gotten even a sniff at one or mm-hmm. whatever. It's not like that today. Today right. there might be multiple offers, but they're much more reasonable. Isn't mm-hmm. that what you kind of have? You know, so so if you think that there are no more multiple offers, that is not true. Okay. That is absolutely not true. And I know it firsthand. Mm-hmm. Um, so just know that the closer that the seller prices the house accurately and shows uh, what you would imagine a, a nicely staged home would look like. And it's in an area that's desirable. Mm-hmm. Uh, all of those things matter. As to whether or not a house is going to go into multiple offers. And the closer underneath that median sales price that we have, the closer that the house is under 355,000 is the most competitive price bracket that's out there. Okay. You know, you've got your, your under 200s or right at 200. You've got the 300s and then the 355, which is our median sales price. So you've got a lot, lot of people competing for that price bracket. Uh, you've got your first time home buyers. You've got your folks that want to downsize into that size of a property and you have your home investors. Right. Um, all of those people are after that very same product. Mm-hmm. And so the competition may be very, very much more competitive right Mm -hmm. Uh, so that's kind of why you want to go ahead and do something if you happen to fall into that category right Mm -hmm. right because today if the house was on the market for four hundred thousand you might be able to get it for under four hundred whereas six months ago you had to pay 440 to get it exactly even if the interest rates have gone up folks the payment hardly changes at all because of that differential Mm -hmm. you're in many cases that I'm comparing and contrasting the payments about 25 bucks apart right and you get to refinance into the lower rate in three or four months mm-hmm. so you get the house marry it yes get that house yes. Yes. yes okay so for those folks who've never had 
uh, the experience of refinancing. Okay. Okay. So that sounds maybe a little bit complicated, right? Because you're saying, okay, I need to figure out how I first qualify to get the house. Now I got to get it together and qualify again. And then I got to, what do, so let's, let's let everybody know what that would look like in real Real life. Right. Okay. So let's say that you bought a house and you're going to close at the end of January. Okay. Yes. Let's just say that's what happens here. So your first house payment, that higher house payment with that higher interest rate, isn't going to even be due until March 1st if you closed at the end of January. And let's talk about why that is. And that's because you pay interest from the day that you close. So if that's the 30th of January until the end of the month, in that case, you'd pay two days of interest. Then they don't know how long you're going to be in that mortgage until the whole first of the month comes along and they go, oh, good. You didn't pay us off. Now you owe us interest for the month of February. Oh, okay. And that's in your March 1st payment. Okay. Interest is paid in arrears in mortgage lending. That's normal. Okay. So that's part of the closing costs that right. would be exactly in the right. mortgage right. Right. Okay. Exactly right. And so then you make your payment. You make your March 1st April 1st, May 1st payment. Let's say now you hear rates are coming down and P.S. Your phone is going to ring off the hook because everybody's <laughs> going to want you to refinance before you should. So oh, I'm call getting me. calls yeah, still. Right, like, I, I right away, you, I'm like, I just don't closed. Do it. Don't pull the trigger. Exactly. Talk to me first. <laughs> right. So then let's say we refinance you, let's say in May, mm-hmm. and you give me your same things, pay stubs, bank statements, tax returns, whatever you gave me before. We have an appraisal done on the house. Likely it's worth more than what you bought for it because mm-hmm. now the current sales are going to come into play as far as what your home is now worth. And so now a lot of times, most times, people just roll their closing costs right into the loan so it doesn't cost you anything. Okay. I mean, it costs you something, but not out of pocket to enjoy that lower rate. So now we close on your refinance in June. You skip a payment again in July, and now your first refinanced house payment is August 1st. So okay. when you're doing a refinance, you help them do the math on going, now is it? have you been in the house or going to be in the house long enough to recoup the closing costs and any cost saving you might have, Absolutely. right? Absolutely. We'll okay. talk about all that. We'll do all the math and compare and contrast. Make sure it's the right thing to do. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's the first thing that we do. But usually if you're going to live there for a longer period of time, like three to five years or more, and the interest rate is a percent or more lower, it's a good thing to do. Okay, gotcha. that was going to be my very next question to you is, is when is the return on that investment a reasonable, that a reasonable person would consider it worth it? And Typically, somewhere around 1% interest rate adjustment. Yep, yep, exactly. Mm-hmm. That's okay. usually where we see it. Um, we usually don't see enough of a net gain um, to make it worth your while. Um, and sometimes even that isn't enough because if you're going to move in a year or two years and you're sure you're going to, then it doesn't make any sense to do that at all. Right. No, absolutely not. Okay, so when we come back, we'll continue talking about uh, inflation and interest rates and resolutions on buying and selling homes. We'll also take your calls. You can call us at 651-641-1071. We'll be right back on the Red Hot Real Estate Show. Y'all actually got another uh, minute here before your rap bed. I forgot this is the one where we have to talk right up until the end of it. So, everybody, come back here. <laughs> Thank <laughs> you, Producer back. Ellie. <laughs> Get chatty, guys. Yeah. Yeah. You got to keep control of us That's here. Right. Yes, That's you know right. what? This is the first time we've done that ever. in <laughs> ever. 
What do you call that? We're in out broadcasting. of practice. We're out of practice. We need Is that a, a sound check. Kind of, <laughs> nah, no, that's not a sound check. That's no, funny. but it's like actually we're gonna talk another thirty seconds. All right, and then right. go in the break All anyway. Right. So we don't have to hit anything hard. But oh, okay. what we can remember is to remind them about your guides that are available yes, out there yes. and how they can get in contact with you guys. So we have these really amazing uh, buying and selling guides, mm-hmm. and they're absolutely free just for the asking. And all you have to do is text for those, or you can message here at the show. Mm-hmm. Uh, the keyword is always red hot, mm-hmm. but you can text for those guides, there either one. <laughs> How about <Now>. that? <laughs> we can actually wrap. remind you, we'll be right back. The number is 651-641-1071. Now we'll be right back on the Red Hot Real Estate Show. Welcome back to the Red Hot Real Estate Show here on My Talk 1071. I'm Ms. Shannon here with Shelly Farish from National Lending, also our friend Mimi Shoneman from the Red Hot Real Estate Group. Reminding you, you can get this episode and previous episodes, just go to our website, mytalk1071.com, keyword Red Hot. Okay, Shelly. Um, I'd like for you to explain what the definition of a points is mm-hmm. and also to explain to folks what a 3 2 or a 2 1 buy yes. down is. Okay, yes. Yeah. So, Kind of a lot of words there. A lot of like, what? What'd she say? <laughs> right. What's that? Okay. So um, points. Let's start with that. So points is short for the term discount points. In okay. my business, you pay discount points. Uh, it's part of closing costs. They're not, you don't have to pay them, but if you choose to pay them as part of your, your uh, lending, they can either buy down your interest rate or you can buy longer term. So if you're building a house, for example, and let's say it's not going to be ready for four months, you could still lock in today, but you'll pay a little bit in discount points to hold your rate for that four-month period of time because who knows what's going to happen in the market that long of a period right. of time. I have, I have a question yes. that I think that folks might want to know. Um, so what you're saying essentially is that if you say to me, Mimi, I can get you a lower rate if you give me X mm-hmm. in dollars, mm-hmm. okay, so I can actually give you money mm-hmm. and you can say, okay, that'll reduce your interest rate. Right, exactly. Okay, so typically a point is 1% of the sales price, is that correct? That's right. One point is 1% of the sale, uh, well, 1% of the loan amount. Okay. 1% of the loan amount. So it takes into consideration your down payment. So if your loan amount is 200000 one point is $2,000. If your loan amount is 400000 then one point is $4,000. Okay. So in your example about locking the rate for an extended period of time, mm-hmm. uh, for instance, if you're building a home mm-hmm. and you do new construction yeah. financing, right? okay, how does that look? for the consumer. So that point then is buying longer term. You don't have to buy, you don't have to lock in when you have your purchase agreement. So you don't have to protect yourself for the next four months, but you also maybe will lose sleep if you don't know what okay. your interest rate is right. going to be for the mm-hmm. next four months. But so, so it's not congruent. So let's say your interest rate is 6% and you say, yeah, but I'll pay one point. That doesn't buy your interest rate down to 5% because then you'd pay six points, wouldn't you? And have no interest rate. That's what I would do, okay. right? You'd pay mm-hmm. it all away. But that one point buys at different days, different amounts. So okay. one point might buy a quarter of a percent interest rate reduction. So now instead of being 6%, you're at 5.75. Mm-hmm. 
maybe the next day it would pay down to half a percent because the market is a little bit spread, a little bit further. So it depends on the day. Just like the interest rates change every day, what a point will buy you changes every day as well. Okay. And what what drives that difference? That's all. That's just the market and what the bond market is trading at. So I personally watch the 10-year bond all day long. That's what I watch. That's my measure. It's not exact. That's not an exact, but it's the closest thing that moves with interest rates is the 10-year T-bill. And so when I watch that and I see it go red, I'm like, yeah. Go red, go go go. Green is not good when okay. you're looking at at that stuff. But, but if, uh, if the better the better. If a layperson was trying to watch the ten year bond, yes, and they're not trained like you are for thirty years to right, watch, right. what would they watch for that would be an indicator for them to go? Okay, now I should call Shelley. Okay, so, and you're gonna think that I'm crazy, and you all out there are gonna think I'm crazy because there, I don't think you can read this anywhere. But I'm gonna tell you straight up. Gas prices go the way interest rates go. So if you Mm -hmm. see gas prices up a little bit, your interest rate probably just got hicked up a little bit. So Gas Buddy is where we need to go. You just got to watch that. I don't think you're crazy. Not at all. I mean, 100%. You can pull up the charts. They move in tandem. I don't know why. They're not related. It doesn't make any sense. But when when it's a lay person that is not, you know, know, market savvy, uh, that's what I tell them to watch. If you see rates go, or if you see gas go under three, give me a shout. Okay, (laughs) so here, here is my, the thing that I've always wondered about, when interest rates go down, you are clearly going to be bombarded with okay. people calling wanting to refinance. Am I <laughs> am I correct in that? I, I do. I think that's true. Okay. I think, because I think that people get those little whatever alerts and stuff on yeah. their phones and things. Yep. And so if let's just say that all of us in this room right now, let's say five people mm-hmm. want to refinance with you when we see that the gas went down yes and we're all calling you at the same time yes how do you manage that oh well that's just a matter of you know making a folder and (laughs) watching them and i put pings on my phone and we i have a team of people too it's not just all me i'd like to say that it's i am amazing people (laughs) but i'm just just saying a quality team if your phone is ringing five times you can only pick it up for one right and then you leave a message and then i'll call you back okay so is there a button like a hot button that you hit that go okay shannon miss shannon wanted to refinance (laughs) and she's called me a boom or is it more like even if there was a hundred people, you have a process that you would be exactly. able to work through just all of them, work through them and at yeah. least get them started in the pipeline. That's right, exactly. Yeah. So they, you're like, just, here's what I need. I'm gonna, you know, you can always ping me back, send me an email that says, right. "Yes, we can get that started. Send so, me this yes, stuff, and then it's all me. on me." Text yeah, me okay, is a great gotcha. way to get yeah. in. Yeah. So if I call you tomorrow, yes, 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 <laughs> and I say, "Lock me," I see the gas is down. Yes. I want to refinance. Yes. How long does it take? It would it, in today's market. It would probably take less than a month okay. to get you refinanced. But how long does it take to lock? Oh, to lock in? I can do that immediately. 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 That's the answer. Yes, I'm, I'm sorry. Yes, okay. I can do that. Okay. Absolutely. So we just put in the minimal information because you lock to an address. Okay. So we put in the minimal information. I'll quick pull your credit because credit is based off of, or some of what your interest rate is based off of credit, mm-hmm. and then we and then we just lock you. We just okay. throw you into the secondary market and we lock you in, and you're set to go. So okay. yes, and you can do that even if you haven't gotten all the documentation. Absolutely. Yes. Wow. On, on a, 
as a, on a good faith, right? Uh-huh. So it, things can change. If you told me you made $5,000 a month and you really end up only making 3500 and now you don't qualify for the loan, well, then the, the interest what, rate yeah. goes away too. But we, yeah, we, in good faith, we move forward. Yes. Okay. Is there a fee? To lock. There is not a fee to lock. That's a great question. Okay. Yeah, there are some companies that charge you fees to lock, but okay. we, don't, we are not one of them. Okay. Lots of good information. Yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm. Okay. Now, the 2-1 buy down. Oh, yeah. Let's talk about that. Okay. So we've talked about a rate of 6%. Let's just yes. stick with that so that we can make the math simple. So let's say that the interest rate at 6%, you don't necessarily like the payment. Okay. You kind of can pallet it at 5%, but 4% is really what you'd really like to see. So there is a product for you. You can buy the 6% interest rate, and then we do a 2% buy down of the rate. That's why it's called a 2-1 buy down. So the first 12 months, you'd be at 4%. The second 12 months, you'd be at 5%, and then all remaining years after that, you'd be at 6%. But you'd be capped at whatever that. You know what your cap is. Okay. And you can refinance at any time. So you can refinance out of that initial 4% into a fixed, let's say you get to 4.5% in July, so you're not out of... The first 12 months yet at 4%, but you're worried they're not going to go down any lower and you want that fixed. You can totally do that. Okay. And so how that works is, is all you're do all we're doing as your lender is collecting the difference in the payment between the 4% and 6% for 12 months and then between the 5% and 6% in the next 12 months. Whatever that bundle of money is, Mm -hmm. think of it like a bag of money. We stick it over here in an account and every time you make your payment at 4%, we take money out of that bag and make the difference between that and the 6% payment and make your payment good. I know that's kind of confusing, but the point that I want to make to you about that is, is in my example where you were going to refinance in July, you still got money left over in that bag of money that's sitting over here and guess mm-hmm. what you get to use that then okay so you could put it towards closing costs if you wanted to you could put it towards buying that interest rate down further if you wanted to you can t- put it towards anything you want it's your bag of money that's brilliant mm-hmm. that's a brilliant way i look at it and and i i guess i really hadn't even thought about the extra reserves that would be there mm-hmm. um that they could actually use right and so let's talk a little bit about whether or not the seller has to contribute if they get this product Mm -hmm. or can they do it on their own? They can do it on their own. It's allowed to, but there's only so much closing costs that you're allowed to pay. Okay. So if you don't want to do it in cash money, you can do it in jacked up interest rate. So it's a little bit convoluted, but I'll go through that real quick. Instead of paying the difference between the two, you end up at six and a half percent interest rate. So you start at four and a half interest rate and that yield difference that we, the lender make is what we pay to make up use to make up the difference between the two payments. So now you're at four and a half second year, you're at five and a half and third year you're at six and a half. So you could pay for the buy down or a portion thereof using that money instead of using seller paid closing costs and then use the seller paids for the rest of your closing costs. Okay. So there, when you're talking about, yes, so many (laughs) options, um, um, a conventional loan has a limit of how much the seller can contribute That's right. versus FHA, which right. has an allowable amount of, of 6% of the sales yep, price. Up to 6% of the sale price FHA will allow. And on conventional, it's up to 3% of the sale price. If you put 5% down payment, it's up to 6%. It's up to, pardon me. Yeah, 6% if you put 20% in down payment. So it all has to do with how much the seller is 
uh, or how much you're putting in down payment as far as how much the seller can contribute. Perfect. So that's all really great information. Okay, we're going to continue talking about inflation and interest rates and options when we come back. We'll also take your calls. The number is 651-641-1071. We'll be right back on the Red Hot Real Estate Show. Welcome back to the Red Hot Real Estate Show here on My Talk 1071. We're here with Mimi Shoneman from the Red Hot Real Estate Group and Remax Results and our friend from National Lending, Shelly Ferris. We still have time if you'd like to be a part of the show. The number is 651-641-1071. Okay, so we get the question a lot. Are buyers still out there? Where did they go? Are they hiding? What's going on? Um, and so our friends at uh, Keeping Current Matters, which mm-hmm. is another resource that we follow closely, this is what they have to say to that question. If you're thinking of selling your house but are hesitant because you're worried that buyer demand has disappeared in the face of higher mortgage rates, know that that isn't the case for everyone. While demand has eased in 22, millennials are still looking for homes. Mm -hmm. And as an article in Forbes explains, so this is from Forbes, at about 80 million strong, millennials currently make up the largest share of home buyers, which is 43% in the U.S., according to the recent National Association of Realtors report. And simply due to their numbers and Mm -hmm. eagerness to become homeowners, this cohort is quite literally shaping the next frontier of home buying, the home buying process. Once known as the, in quotes, rent generation, millennials have proven to be savvy buyers who are quite nimble in their quest to own real estate. In fact, I don't think it's a stretch to say they are the key to the overall health and stability of the current housing industry. There so go. Mm-hmm. millennials are a huge portion of the market and they're tired of being basically taken advantage of with these high rents. Mm-hmm. They see historically that real estate is always and always has been a good investment. You can go back for as far as you want. Always real estate is solid. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Oh. And I think they can also see they have the modeling, you know, even though we're trying to get some of our boomers to shift to what they need. They can see this like, no, it is acceptable for me to own a home and something that I should look for. And I think that that has been modeled for more of that generation. Well, I think, too, you know, with jobs Mm -hmm. and the ability to move and be more nimble, work from different places, I think that 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 changes how people function as far as where they want to be. Maybe they they've just taken a minute to figure out, Okay, well. I just want to know, just like what you were saying too in the break, things are kind of stable right now. Yes. I just want to figure it out mm-hmm. where it is I ultimately would like to go. Right. Like, exactly. Mm-hmm. So, you exactly. Know. They're kind of nomadic. Yeah. They just they want to be here, be there. But my, my daughter is experiencing this. She's freshly graduated from college and she's living in Las Vegas right now. And the reason why she's there is because they have palm trees. But I think it's kind of funny because... <laughs> She thought it was like going to be super warm. She, oh, you know, she like, like got rid of her oh, she thought that. Yeah, 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 yeah. She's like, oh. there for the roulette. Don't yeah. kid yourself. <laughs> <laughs> she could have found roulette here. Oh, that's, that's true. That's right. true. Right. She wanted roulette surrounded by palm <laughs> trees. Right, yeah. right, 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 right. But yeah, they are. They're no, more nomadic. So they they think that oh, how do I know that's where I want to live yep. or whatever? I want to experience this over here and experience this over there. And yeah, they they move more. Mm-hmm. Okay. Let's talk a little bit about home price changes. Um, so predicted predicted for 2023, Realtor.com thinks, and this is nationwide, that uh, home prices will be around 5.4% appreciation. Okay. Whereas the Mortgage Bankers Association thinks it's going to be 0.7%. 
And Zellman thinks it's going to be negative 5.1%. Oh, so, my gosh. That's so a what, spread there. What we're thinking is taking the average of that and it being somewhat flat okay. in appreciation. But historically in Minnesota, I think that the appreciation rate has been somewhere around 4 to 5%. Okay. Um, so take that for what it's worth. Um, now, Shelly, mm-hmm. you talked about refinancing mm-hmm. uh, with the 2-1 and the 3-2-1 buy-down, and mm-hmm. I think explain that exceptionally well. Um, one of the things that you said was uh, getting the appraisal. Mm-hmm. Okay, and mm-hmm. so that is, again, crystal ball-ish behavior, right. which we all don't, don't know and can't know right. what's going to happen. Right. Um, but I do think it's worth noting that if home prices do decline, it's going to be based on your equity position, uh, your ability to refinance. Right. So if your house, uh, when you bought it, you bought it for 400000 and the market goes down or stays flat, then you're going to be wanting to keep your eye on the home price appreciation index. Absolutely. Absolutely you do. However, I mean, I, just, I don't know. I, maybe I'm the eternal optimist, but I... With interest rates coming down, I just feel like everybody's going to jump back in the pool. Like, okay. You know what I mean? And so that's going to force the multiple offer game again. And mm-hmm. now you're going to play that game if you wait or, and or you're going to definitely benefit if you bought now and you're going to have uh, uh, houses that sell around you for more. So rates yeah. go down to four and a half percent late spring. I don't know. I just feel like there's just going to be a lot more buyers there then, and that's going to force those prices again. What you kind of seem to be implying, Shelley, is that waiting for this 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 Black Friday sale on property, like waiting for that doesn't seem to be in anybody's best interest because you're kind of saying, well, if the rates go down, then the prices are going to go up. You're still going to be in the same place. Mm -hmm. So you might as well start looking now because you're either going to pay a lower rate and higher on the house or... Higher on the house and a lower or or lower on the house, but higher on the rate. So you're still in the same boat. So if you want a house, you should start looking for a house. You should should buy now. And that is Miss Shannon talking, not a licensed realtor. No, that's just me just trying to interpret. Yes. Okay. But I'm just going to tell you what's going to happen. I I know it for a fact. Mm -hmm. As soon as let's just say the interest rates get down to five and a quarter, even five and a half. Right. The the tsunami is Mm -hmm coming right and we will be back into multiple offers prices will go up again and we will see sellers kind of you know hunkering down and not offering concessions right Mm -hmm. and so if you're a renter or you're transitional you want to move to something else now is absolutely the time to to look in my opinion Mm -hmm. okay shelly so before christmas um and before the end of the year your last uh, talk about rates that you saw into the last week of the year. Right. So, yeah, we uh, we, we saw a push to rates again. So um, definitely like solid sixes. OK, you could buy down into the fives, but it was rare and it was expensive. Okay. So um, so I would say like definitely six and a quarter, six and a half. I think that's really solid. Uh, interest rates. That's okay. where we were. And that does not relate, you know, to what the feds are doing, but it has an indication to mm-hmm. it. So it's not direct. It's not a cause and effect. Like when the rates are going to get bumped again here at the end of the month, because they're going to, uh, that doesn't mean that that's exactly what happens to mortgage interest rates overnight. So okay. if we're at six and a half the night before and they bump them a half. We're not at seven the next day. It doesn't work like that. Okay. So the first week of the year, what was your best interest rate that you saw? Uh, the best rate I saw probably last week, probably six. 
Okay. I think six. Yeah. I don't think we saw anything under six. And what are you, what are, what is your industry saying that they think is going to happen the month of January and February? So uh, we're, we're expected to see fives uh, in, in the month of January become more normal. Um, Same thing in the lower fives into February. And then we'll start to see fours kind of trickle in end of March, early April. That's just kind of what they're talking about. Don't mark your calendar. But those are the indicators because when that CPI number comes out later this week and it shows that what they're doing is working, that's going to attribute to interest rates very well. Okay. Um, Shelly, what is the best phone number for folks to reach you? Best is myself, 612-839-6918. Just know that you're going to be waking her up at night. (laughs) (laughs) Call in a practical hour. You know, if you call at three, I'm probably up. So that's my normal time. They don't need to know that. I'm up too, but I don't let people know that. Don't okay, I'm not. I'm right. S- it's I'm not so really sleeping. your cell phone. <laughs> exactly. It's just her phone. It's her, yeah, so it's a uh, mobile, but you don't need to oh, you yeah. guys. encourage that. No. <laughs> no whispers goodnight. No. Sweet. Thing. When you wake up, tell me about my interest rates. Yeah, right, 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 right. You wait until yeah. like 7 a.m. Yeah, 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 They're yeah, going to be crazy. Right. It's a crazy uh, time, too. Yes, ma'am. Mm-hmm. Okay, so uh, if you would like real estate mortgage information, if you would like to receive our buyer or seller guides, All you have to do is either call or text Mm -hmm. 651-578-2218. And we also would like everybody to know that we offer free complimentary, no obligation uh, market analysis for your property. Um, And all you have to do is request that as well. And we can send you over the net evaluations if that's simpler for you. So no pressure, no problem. Um, Shelly, before we go, is there anything that you would like folks to know um, for this coming week, this coming month, this quarter? Yeah, so I, I just think it's smart to, if you're, if you're thinking about buying a house in 2023, let's get that pre-approval going now. Okay, okay. so get, just give me a call. You don't mm-hmm. have to go on a website. You don't have to do anything. Just give me a call. Let's talk about what you want to do. And Come if you're a millennial, strategy. I know you don't like to call, but call me, okay? <laughs> okay <laughs> we'll, so we'll just chat. We'll just take talk a text, about what you're going to do. I have to, I'll uh, take a text. And right. then I'll give you a shout. So, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, remember, you can get a hold of Shelly Ferris during the week. Also, our friend Mimi Shoneman is always waiting for you to contact her as well. And you can get this episode and previous episodes if you go to our website, mytalk1071.com, keyword red hot.